0: so let's just pause again Holy Spirit we ask that you would come we need to be ready for these things and so I ask the Lord that you would come now and that you would touch our hearts just as we sit before you now and that you would prepare our hearts for the things that you want to do and if there's anything that is out of line, out of alignment in our relationship with you we ask that you'd help us to put that right today if there's any area where uh, we need to hear your voice, then we ask that you'd speak to us and that you'd help us to hear your voice, that even though we've finished that series, that you continue to speak to us, continue to tune us in to be able to hear your voice. We need so much more of you. And we pray that you would use us to bring revival to this city, this area. And that you'd use the other churches as well. we' pray for your blessing on every single church that bears the name of Jesus in the Oxford area this morning. And I ask that for your richest blessing upon them today. I thought that as uh, schools have started this week, that we would start with some grammar that may not be quite what you were expecting or what you were wanting this morning, but I promise you it will be very short. Uh, an English professor wrote these words up on a board. Uh, you can see the words there, a woman without her man is nothing. And he then asked his, uh, all the, the, the men in the class to come up and punctuate it correctly. And so this is what they wrote, a woman, comma, without her man, comma, is nothing. <laughs> And uh, before you get too upset, he then asked all the the females to come up and they wrote, a woman, colon, without her. Man is nothing. (laughs) Uh, You can discuss that over lunch as well, if you like. But communication is a funny thing, isn't it? Sometimes people hear what you say, sometimes people hear part of what you say, sometimes people even hear the opposite of what you say, which is the most bizarre thing. I've had that a few times but even when what is heard is heard accurately it can be forgotten very quickly and that's why if something is worth saying once it's worth saying many times until we fully grasp it and understand it in the bible in 2 peter chapter 1 verse 12 it says you're holding firmly to the truth that you were given but i'm still going to remind you of these things in fact i think i should keep on reminding you until i leave this body I think it's important for us to hear many things and one of those is the vision that God has given us and that that vision needs to be repeated again and again. Vision leaks. Some people say that every 30 days vision needs to be repeated. Uh, We can forget it. We can easily move off track. We can lose sight of what God is wanting to do and calling us to do. When Mandy and I planted this church, we felt God uh, told us to gather people in train them up and send them out gather them in train them up send them out and uh, he also made it clear that worship was central to everything that we do and so my statement this morning that we're going to look at is gather them in train them up and send them out and do it all to the glory of God and that's what we're here for Each of these things is given to us in God's word, the Bible. Uh, It's not possible for us to cover all of that in detail today and we're not even going to try and look at why the Bible is central to everything that we do. We'll have to pick that up another time. But the first of the things there is to do it all for the glory of God. Sometimes we just uh, simplify that down to glorify. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. God's glory is seen all around us, in everything that is created and in the people that we Interact with as well and this should turn our hearts daily to worship God it should remind us uh, just how incredible he is and we need to develop these hearts of thankfulness we are created in God's image and although uh, it is a broken image we still reflect God's glory even the most broken person does that And just as God's glory fills everything around us, so we want worship of God to fill everything that we do, because that is the fitting response to who God is and what he's done. Another quote from C.S. Lewis, he said, A man can no more diminish God's glory by refusing to worship him than a lunatic can put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the walls of his cell. I thought was an interesting way of, of putting that. Worship is a fitting response to who God is and what he's done as well. The way that we treat people as we seek to gather them into relationship with God, the way we interact with other people, whether we're at university or at work or the gym or in the shopping queue or wherever we find ourselves, the way we treat people is a reflection of God's glory and of our worship of him. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's a huge statement there, isn't it? The only thing that counts is our faith, our relationship with God expressing itself in the most loving way possible as we interact with other people. The way that we treat each other, the way that we speak to each other needs to be filled with God's glory and transformed through our relationship of worship of Jesus. There's no place for us for negativity, for a critical spirit, for slander, for gossip. We want to assume the best and we want to speak the best about each other. Because love and glory go together. And if we are unloving towards other people, then God's glory doesn't rest upon us. Quality is also a sign of our worship and of our high regard for God, but also of our high regard for his creation and for other people. And so we seek always to give the best as we worship God, to give him everything, to worship God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength to not hold back uh, from God with anything but also to have high standards in everything that we do it's a reflection of God's glory it's a a reflection of who he is we saw that in uh, a number of the things we did last year and uh, just give a shout out again for the Christmas cafe and the, the way that was done to such a high standard Part of wanting to invest in quality is that we invest in worship and so uh, please put the worship nuts and bolts date in your diary, Sunday evening the 5th of February, this is for anybody who's interested in worship, it is essential for anybody who is involved in leading worship or who wants to be involved in leading worship and I include the sound team in on that, That's it's uh, an important part of our worship together. Uh, so we want to do this regularly to invest in worship because we reap what we sow that's a, a biblical principle and so we, we invest in these things we want to invest in worship we want to invest in our kids program and in our youth and in uh, all the other things that God is, has called us to do everything that we do should reflect who God is Not just what we do here on a Sunday morning, but everything that we do. So what is God like? He is creative. He's peaceful. He's joyful. He's light, both bright and pure, but also he's not heavy. He's filled with life. He's truthful, kind, gentle, lavish, excellent, extravagant. And so all those characteristics of God should be reflected in our personal lives, but also in the life of our church and the way that we do things. So we do everything for the glory of God. The second thing that we want to do is to gather people in. God called us to plant a church in the Oxford area that would be for the not just for the city, but for the area, but also would impact the world. Now there are some churches who... They are limited to a particular area and that's a great calling to have from God and they have an incredible impact upon that, uh, that particular area, whether it's smaller or larger. Uh, our calling is different. That doesn't mean that we're not going to bless individual areas and uh, I think our communities and our connection groups as well can be an incredible tool for uh, blessing our communities. Uh, But as John Wesley said, the whole world is my parish. And uh, in the vineyard we have incredible freedom to be able to move beyond structures and parish boundaries and all that kind of thing. Another date for your diary. We have a uh, leader's day lined up when uh, Andrew and Rosie McNeil are going to come and be with us for the day. And they're going to talk about communities. Uh, their church has been running communities for quite a few years now they've seen uh, that develop and grow and so if you're interested in that uh, what God's going to do or what the possibilities are then come and join us I said I'd give you the date, I haven't actually written it down but it's uh, March the 11th, yeah thank you We want to work from Oxford outwards to the whole of this area and the whole world. I would love to see a connection group in every single village in the area and every single town and where possible to plant maybe congregations or church plants just as we have done in Milton Keynes and Abingdon and further afield or to see more communities starting. We have three. Let's start another three this year. That would be fun, wouldn't it? So maybe God's calling you to do that. Back to the Bible, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. God our Saviour wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. And he invites us to join him in uh, gathering people into his family. There's nothing really more important than to be involved in doing this, in gathering people into God's family. Because without Jesus, people are lost for eternity. They'll be cut off from God. They'll they'll be cut off from the source of life. They will be cut off from everything that is good. It is only through Jesus that we receive life. And we get what we choose in this life. If we choose Jesus in this life, we get him for eternity. If we reject Jesus in this life, we reject him for eternity. God doesn't force his love on us. We call that abuse. But God does give us some pretty big hints that he's there and that he loves us and that he's for us and that uh, he wants us to help gather people in. So the question comes, how do we gather people? Uh, we'll talk more about this next time uh, in some, some of the detail. But we need to be relevant to our culture and at the same time be counter-cultural it's a, a real tension there for us to hold for our culture our friends and family to be able to understand the truth of who Jesus is we need to be able to speak and act in a way that our culture understands in other words to be culturally relevant and so in the vineyard we we thought through how do we do church and deliberately put aside centuries worth of culture that had built up that had become unhelpful. It wasn't there in the Bible, it wasn't necessary, it it just became cultural baggage. And so the way we dress, the kind of music that we use, the kind of culture that we have, the lack of religious jargon, that has to continue to change to keep us relevant to our culture. But that doesn't mean that we take on the morals and standards of our culture that we live in. So at the same time as being culturally relevant, we are called to be counter-cultural at the same time. Some years back, a student joined this church, and because relationally we are so informal and relaxed, he assumed that our morals and uh, uh, that kind of thing were that was all relaxed as well. And so it came as a bit of a shock to him that it was not okay for him to sleep with his girlfriend. When he realised... And realized what the Bible said he stopped sleeping with his girlfriend until they got married as we reach out we want to work with other people there's no point really is there in trying to reinvent the wheel to reinvent everything that we do and do it on our own Uh, that strikes me as being a bit elitist And we want to join with what God is already doing out in the community because God's already out there. He's working. There were a number of charities headed up by uh, one of the food banks that fed over 300 people on Christmas Day. Uh, A friend of ours was involved in uh, gathering turkeys from uh, all the different shops and uh, it it was wonderful. It was something that God was doing. I don't think... Directly, any of the churches were involved although it was held in, uh, at the King's Centre at the community church and I'm sure I know they had people involved in doing it but you know a fantastic thing to be involved in God's already out there in the community at work and occasionally the church gets to be involved as well and uh, we love to work with other churches uh, I coordinate the, the monthly church leaders prayer events that we have for Oxford uh, we also run Healing on the Streets um, Luca is our team leader for that and we do that with several other churches there are other things we do as well Love Oxford is coming up again this year probably in July uh, when uh, as many of the churches as are willing get together uh, at one stage we had 40 churches involved in uh, gathering together to worship God wonderful event but we also want to work with and engage with groups that don't have a church label and so we can work with anybody, any group who is spiritually neutral and morally positive. So if they have that, those two things, spiritually neutral, morally positive, then we can work with them. But we bring new life to this area by engaging with what God is already doing. Occasionally God gives us something that is pioneering to do. But he's already doing a lot of things out there and we need to find lots of different ways of reaching out to people with the love of our Heavenly Father because we are made for mission so we glorify we do everything for God's glory but we, we gather people in and then the next thing is that we train them up and we uh, we summarise this one as grow so we've got glorify gather, grow Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 we will speak the truth in love Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Can you see from this passage that we don't grow in isolation? we grow as each part serves as we work together and we grow together as a body that's how we become strong individually that's how we become strong as a church that so the growth that you have the, the service that you bring it brings strength to other people and then what they do serves you and helps to build you up as well and this is much more than just training although training is part of it it's, it's much more to do with transformation We're talking about the character of Jesus being formed in us and his way of doing things being seen in every aspect of our lives. And we want to grow up before we grow old. We want to become like Jesus while we still have time. Every one of us is broken in different ways and until the day we die we will be imperfect. And so we need to be gracious towards each other, don't we? We need to give each other a little bit of uh, wiggle room, a little bit of space to uh, be able to deal with the things that we're struggling with. We say to everyone, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Because God has more on offer for us than we could possibly imagine. The Bible says more than we could possibly ask or imagine. God can do more than that. God has incredible things for us. Now you may look around the room and think everybody here looks very together. I can tell you some secrets, but I'm not going to. The reality is that we all struggle with different things. We're all in the same boat together. And we value reality. That's one of the the values that you'll find in our materials we value reality and so if you're feeling terrible then don't come along pretending that everything's okay if you're struggling to read your Bible don't pretend that you have this amazing walk with God but say i really I'm really struggling I can't pray feels like there's this ceiling and I' just you know the words are bouncing back and if you're struggling with anger don't pretend that you're all smiling and loving and joyful and Just be real about things because that's the only way that we can help each other and grow. There's a story in the Bible about David before he became king of Israel. He was being chased by King Saul who realized that David was going to be the next king and wasn't too keen on that and so David fled into the desert and hid in a cave and in 1 Samuel 22 verse 1 we're told David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their commander. When we planted the church, just before we planted, God said to us that it would be exactly the same for us, that he would bring us people who were in distress or in debt or discontented, or all three, or a lot more besides. And that has been our experience over the years, that God brings broken people into his church, because people come to church because they realise they're broken, they realise they need God. It's the people outside of church who think that they're okay and they don't need God. But we realise we do. We realise how much we need him. And the thing that I find is that the closer I get to God, I realize more and more how much I need Him and just how much I fall short of His glory. One of the most amazing things over the last 25 years has been how God has taken the broken mess that we are and brought radical transformation and healing and freedom and changed lives. And really that's one of the things that's kept Mandy and me going that we've seen God doing that uh, over the years there are lots of different ways that this transformation comes, we have the basic spiritual disciplines that God gives us of reading the Bible, praying fasting, worshipping tithing, giving to the poor uh, those basic things that I hope that you have in place and then we have our connection groups where real friendships can start to form, where we can let down some of the barriers and be real about who we are and start to receive the healing that we need. And then we have events like Finding Freedom in Emmanuel prayer, and uh, we are going to be doing a, a morning on freedom from Freemasonry, and uh, that will be coming up fairly soon. Uh, lots of different things that help us to grow, to find healing, to become more like Jesus, so that we have freedom to be outwardly focused. Not just to be inwardly strong, not just to feel good about ourselves, although God does want that. He wants us to be outwardly focused as well. And that's why he brings, one of the main reasons why he brings us the healing and release that we need is so that we are free to be able to work with him and uh, fulfill the calling that he gives us. So again, we'll talk more about that next week and give you a few more details. One of the important aspects of uh, this area of growing is that we will all make mistakes. And uh, I expect you to make mistakes. I expect you to try things in ministry and leadership that go belly up. And uh, that's, that's just part of our culture. It's part of the way that we do things. And uh, you need to expect me to make mistakes as well and to expect other people in leadership to make mistakes Because we want to try things, we want to not just be settled with things that we know work, but we want to be trying new things and risking things as well. And so that means that we have to be willing to be patient with each other and to offer grace and forgiveness to ourselves when we make mistakes. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty good at beating myself up when I get things wrong. But also to give grace to other people when they make mistakes. Unfortunately churches are places where uh, I know a number of churches where leaders have given incredible grace to people in their congregation but when the leader makes a mistake there is no grace given whatsoever. It's got to go both ways. And I say that for your connection group pastors, I say that for your community leaders, for your Sunday ministry leaders, we will make mistakes, we will get things wrong. None of us are perfect but hopefully we're growing. And together we work together, we become strong. So we glorify God, we gather people in, we help them to grow, and then the last one is that we send them out, we, to complete the G's, we give. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. We don't wait until we're completely sorted out and completely healed before we go out with the good news because otherwise we would never go. Part of our healing comes as we serve other people. We grow as we go. That's why we say to everybody no matter what state you're in find one of the Sunday teams to join or preferably two because it's as we serve that we grow and we find healing and God is able to release his blessing upon us. There are all sorts of different ways that we go. We've had uh, various connection groups over the years that have gone out onto the streets to give uh, food and soup to the homeless. We've had uh, other kinds of outreach groups like Alpha and Journeys and so on. Healing on the Streets, Mercy Projects, there are other ways of being sent out. At the end of every meeting, you are sent out into uh, this area to bring the transforming love of Jesus to people who are in need. You are God's scattered servants. You are his trusted ambassadors. God has placed his Holy Spirit upon you because he has called you, but also he trusts you. Think about that this week. God trusts me. If God trusts me, what's the implication of that? What's that going to look like? Our first leadership staff member way, way back, Jerry, who's coming to be with us again in, uh, in May, is now working for Vineyard Missions USA. He's traveling the world to train and release leaders, doing an amazing job. Brenton, who was, one of our, who was our first worship, employed worship leader, has gone on to lead worship around the world. We have a family working in Central Asia, seeking to lead people to Jesus while they do relief work. But whether it's far away, or whether it's here in this area, the calling is the same. We're called to be scattered servants, God's trusted ambassadors wherever we are, bringing new life to people around us. Our attitude is that we are saved to serve. Mark 10, verse 45, Jesus said, Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know Jesus is our model for living and uh, this is another area where our theology in the vineyard is maybe a bit different to other churches where they would look at Paul or look in the epistles for our model for living. We look straight at Jesus because Paul and the others based what they did upon Jesus so let's go back to Jesus and then we take some hints from the others as well. But Jesus is our model for living. And so this call to us in Mark 10, 45 is a really important one. Jesus could have demanded people serve him, couldn't he? He was God. But he chose to put all of that to one side for our sake. And that needs to be our attitude as well. That we're willing to put things aside for other people. That our attitude is always, what can I do for other people? So when you come in on a Sunday morning, What can I do to serve other people? How can I love them? How can I welcome them? How can I give them a word from God? How can I minister to them? Rather than it just being, I wonder who's going to come and pray for me. God has called us to serve this city and this area. And we want to see our society transformed by the love of the Father. And that starts with our surrender to Him. It continues as we reach out with His love, serving those that we come into contact with. And as we do that, we'll start to see society change. We'll start to see drug use drop, alcohol use drop. We'll start to see all these things that plague our society, all the brokenness, that's there. Jesus is the answer to all of those things and he brings the answer through us churches can easily get inwardly focused showing just as much consumer tendency as our society around us asking what's in it for me you come in on Sunday morning what's in it for me, did I enjoy the worship did they sing the songs that I liked Did did I like the arrangements how good a job did the PA team do how good a job did the speaker do was it relevant to me? Did I like it? That's, that's a consumer attitude. And so we come with a different attitude. As someone said, churches are the only club that exist for their non-members. I can't remember who said that, but uh, I heard that when I was this high and it's, it's been a, an important thing for me. Finding links in the community is a great way of giving and reaching out. You know, what's already happening for the homeless? For those who are being released from prison? For asylum seekers and refugees? For the widows and fatherless? How can we get involved with what's already happening? Because there's a lot going on and uh, there there needs to be a lot more. As you probably saw a little while before Christmas, uh, funding for the homeless is being cut which means... uh, I can't remember the figures but I think some people have put more money in but the, the end result is 50 less beds I think, something like that in Oxford for the homeless there's plenty of food, there's plenty of clothing that's, that's part of the reason why they all come here, but there aren't enough beds and uh, it's some of the long term care that is being cut, places like Simon House so there's a, there's a huge need out there and God calls us to be the answer So God invites us to engage with what he's doing, to gather people in, to train them up, to send them out and do it all for the glory of God. Another way of saying it is glorify, gather, grow, give. And that's the way, uh, that's not just who we are, but it's the way we do things around here. It's how we structure our church and help to give oversight. And uh, we've got it on there. We'll just get the four Gs there and then I think we've got another slide if you could go to that one so this is how we structure the church it doesn't mean that Mandy and I are at the centre of everything that happens, far from it whatever model you use whether we're at the top or the bottom or at the side but it just gives you an idea there glorify, gather, grow, give and whenever somebody wants to start something start a new ministry uh, it means that we can easily plug them in and uh, support them give them training and uh, resource them and that's the way we finance the church as well through those four areas Um, so just to give you an idea of how things look like at the moment there's a lot that we're already doing there's a lot more that we could do Uh, for a ministry to start it needs a person who has a vision who's willing to stand up and be counted and then we work with them to try and build a team around them to support them because it's no fun doing it on your own and uh, you're much less likely to be successful and then God gives life to that ministry and we celebrate and if he doesn't bring life to it then we give it a good burial and try something else instead each one of us is called to live a life that glorifies God. How we do that includes joining him in gathering the lost into his family, growing into the likeness of Jesus, and by going, giving, serving wherever we find ourselves. We are scattered servants. We are trusted ambassadors. This is for everyone, every day, everywhere. Last verse, Psalm 115, verse 1. This was at the bottom of our first website website. And uh, it's a really important verse to me. Uh, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. I believe this year we're going to see God do some amazing things. We're going to see reconciliation. We're going to see revival starting. Um, Some of the suggestions are that all the, the, the dates could be October time. And dates are the hardest thing to get right, but the 22nd of October... Is a date that has come up, so we need to pray into that one and see more of what God's saying. But every good thing that we see this year is because of God's goodness to us, it's not because of our competence, it's not because of our abilities. All those abilities are given by God anyway, they're all a gift. Every good thing we have from Him comes from Him every breath, every heartbeat. The movement in our bodies, our ability to think, to feel, to enjoy things. The houses that we have, the work that we have, the income that we have, the friends we have, every ability that we have is a gift from God. And so we give him thanks. Just one last thing to finish off. Uh, I mentioned this a while back, but... um, I realized that I was a lot more negative than I should be in my thinking and I, I read that if you uh, as you go to bed you write down three things that you're thankful for that have happened that day and then also write down how they came about that it will change the wiring in your brain uh, your brain will re- rewire itself as you sleep and uh, there's a huge amount uh, now of research that shows that as we become more thankful we change we are and uh, we'll talk more about that I'd imagine in the Emmanuel training as well because that's an important part of that model but to glorify God to give him thanks is a really important thing having written things down every night for a period of time I now now find that it's it becomes an automatic thing for me and I start doing it when I wake up in the morning as well and uh, it is it's really changed the way that I think so I would encourage you to do that. Let's stand together. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. And we, we want to thank you for this new year. We thank you for the opportunities that it will bring. We thank you for the good things that happened last year, but we want to just move on now and enjoy the good things that you have for us this year. We thank you that uh, you have more for us this year than we experienced last year. And so Father, I ask that you'd release to us a heart of gratitude, a heart of thankfulness, a heart that's quick to turn to you, to thank you, to praise you, but also that you give us that inner ear that is a listening ear to be able to hear your voice ask Lord that you would help us this year to be inwardly strong that you would come to us at different times through the year, that you'd uh, bring your healing and freedom to us that you'd help us to grow in our understanding of the Bible and of the gifts of the Spirit and of outreach and all the other things that you give us and that you'd make us outwardly focused as well, that you'd help us to become strong there as well and uh, Father, ask that you would show us how to gather people into your kingdom, into your family. So, Father, we place ourselves before you. We thank you that you're good. We thank you that every thought that you have towards us is positive, it's to bless us. And we ask that you'd help us to have that same attitude to ourselves and to those that we meet. That you'd help us to glorify you That you'd use us to gather people in To train them up And that you would send us out And that you'd make us An effective and active army Serving you And we ask that in Jesus name So may God bless you May you be aware of God's goodness this week May God's Holy Spirit fill you and rest upon you. May God wake you in the night with dreams. May he give you deep sleep as well. May your inner ear be quickened to hearing God's voice. May God bless your relationships. May you be aware each day of the divine appointments that God gives you. And may you be filled to overflowing with all the fullness of God. If you'd like prayer for any reason this morning I suggest you grab somebody near you or if you don't know who to ask you can come down to the front and we would love to pray for you. If you have any pain in your body we would love to pray for you. Uh, If there's anything that is a concern to you then please don't leave until you've had some prayer. Uh, We have just overrun so it's time to go and pick up your children if you have them in kids. But God bless you. Have a great week.